three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. I've got a review here for uh, another Best Picture nominee for the Oscars coming up. Got a review from Nari, which is directed and written by Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, He also did a film. He's done a couple films. He did a film called... uh, Oh God, am I going to try to say that? Uh, Mun, your uh, oh my gosh, Mun Yurangabo, Mun Yurangabo. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Which he did back in 2007. Did a film called Lucky Life in 2010. Abigail Harm in 2012. I've seen My Last Born in 2015, and now uh, Minari. And I have to say about this movie. A24, when you think about A24 films, this is very much reminiscent to me uh, something like uh, like that film Waves, where it is just, it's almost designed to just make you go, come on, movie, like, can I have some happiness? Fuck. Like, it it really is just kind of one of those films. That just just keeps hitting you in your heart. But at the end of this film, as depressing as this film can get at points, and my God, can it get depressing? I, this is something I will proudly own when it's available uh, to actually purchase. Right now, you can rent it or go see it in the theater. Obviously, I would really recommend if you have a chance to rent this or go out and support it. Please do so because we need more stuff like this. So. When I think about A24 films, you know, stuff like 8th grade, uh, mid-90s, midsummer, hereditary, obviously. You know, then you think of something like, I mentioned, you know, Waves, Lady Bird. This really belongs in that upper echelon of not just A24 films, but of films from 2020. This is an incredibly well-done film. And Stephen Yun, uh, his portrayal of Jacob, earning him that Best Actor nomination well deserved and while you know what never mind that's a that's a that's a prediction i will i will save that for my <laughs> predictions podcast but as far as the plot this family uh led by jacob and monica uh steven yun playing jacob yuri han playing monica sh- uh they play this korean uh korean american family that moves to the small town uh the st- small farm in uh, Arkansas, really in search of their own, like their own do over, their own American dream. And the film really from jump establishes that Jacob and Monica are having problems. And that in itself is this, is this cloud that is constantly hanging over the film. And that was something I have to admit, I have so much. I, it's a risky move to kind of just drop that into the audience's lap so early on. But Lee Isaac Chung clearly is a bright enough and a smart enough writer and director to realize, oh, I got this. I don't need to worry about it. Because 
that is a really unfortunate part about this film is that Jacob Maka's relationship, the film does a really good job of tricking you <laughs> into thinking, hey, it might go this way, but it could still go this way. And I am going to try to dance around spoilers a little bit because this is something I really want people to discover for themselves. But uh, Jacob and Monica, they work at this, um, at this. I don't want to say a, a factory, but they work uh, going ahead and like basically working with chicks. Um, the ones that, you know, don't lay eggs, you go ahead and you get rid of. And so they're doing just very much, you know, manual labor in that sense. And then when Jacob isn't working he's going ahead and working on this farm uh for them and growing all these crops and everything and that whole little i don't even want to call it a subplot because it does tie into the main plot as far as him going ahead and having this farm that is such a beautiful metaphor for jacob as a person overall because there is this point where and there's several points actually in the film that i think about it that that farm, while everything else around Jacob could be falling apart, that farm is the one thing that he is just, he is putting so much work into that. And the film does a really good job of showing how, how determined he is to go ahead and make this farm work because he feels like if he can make the farm work, he can make his family work. And when outside forces do go ahead and threaten that, you feel it kind of really resonate throughout the whole film, which is something I thought was a really, uh, really beautifully well done uh, comparison that the film was able to go ahead and do. There is this point where Monica's grandmother comes out and lives with them, uh, Sunja, who's played by Yu Jung Yong, is what I'm going to go with, and her portrayal bring her in they bring her in i want to say around the 35 ish minute mark uh 40 minute mark but once she's interjected into the film she really goes ahead and it's that very classic clash of you know old school uh i even hate using that term but of old school ideals versus this new situation that they're in and david and her uh, who's played by Alan Kim. And Alan Kim, he is just the cutest little kid. And I thought he was so incredibly charming. And I was so happy to see him be on a big stage with a film like this. This is his first acting role, at least according to, uh, at least according to Rotten Tomatoes. And my God, what a great job this young kid did. And I can't wait to see what he does moving forward. But him and Sunja have this hilariously terrible relationship which he does something to her that i'm just gonna say if i had done this to a family friend when i was a kid when i was his age i would still be getting my ass whipped <laughs> like it that oh uh, it's once you see it you will know but it is such a oh god kid what are you doing sort of moment but again, in the best way. But I love that scene so freaking much. But what I will give away is that it leads to Jacob telling 
David to go get a switch. And so David, because he's smart and not a dummy, goes ahead and gets a small switch. And Jacob just rolls his eyes like this little fucking kid. And Sunja is is praising the fact that that he was smart enough to get a small switch. And he doesn't get his ass whipped. And honestly, Lord knows, he really should have. <laughs> he really should have uh, after what he did. There is also the point, because this is a film about Korean-American family, the film does a really good job of throwing in, throwing in the racism aspect because there's this point where they're all at church and David and uh, Anne, who's the daughter of uh, Jacob Monica, who's played by Noel, Noel Kate Cho. And I am going to say, I really like her performance. I wish there was just a little more of it. Um, she really doesn't get a lot of scenes where it's, you know, just her, Jacob, or her and Monica, or her and uh, uh, Sunja. I, I wish they would have fleshed Anne out a little bit more, but... The, but they have this whole scene where they go to church uh, together as a family. And, you know, they very much stand out in this incredibly white Arkansas church. And, you know, they're being very cautious about how about how they're approaching things. And just the fact that they feel the need to be that cautious. It's a giant, hey, racism's still a thing. And obviously in the 80s. It was still very prominent then, too, but I really like the way that they go ahead and portray that because it's, it never feels mean-spirited, but it feels very like, look, this is still a thing that, that occurs. I haven't even mentioned him yet because I don't really know why I haven't mentioned him yet, but Will Patton plays Paul, who becomes his confidant to Jacob as far as how to really set up his farm and everything and Jacob to his credit goes ahead and builds uh, uh, digs this uh, this trench and he's actually not paying the city because again you're on a freaking farm so you can go ahead and do this yourself but he really goes ahead and goes out of his way to go ahead and really show Jacob the ropes and that's something I really appreciated Paul's a very weird dude there's this <laughs> He has this line, he drops to Jacob, he goes, you know, minute I met you, I knew we were going to be friends, and then starts, you know, speaking in tongues, and, and Jacob kind of looks at him like, what the, like, what the fuck? It's, 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 it's a little, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird, but in the best way, but Will Patton does a really good job of playing the character, and really, ironically enough, is probably the person Jacob gets along with the most, and he's this crazy ass <laughs> guy who just happens to, you know, kind of just hang around. As far as other aspects of the film, I really like the way this film talks about being an American versus embracing your own culture. They have this whole talk about, you know, making, you know, Korean, you know, Korean type meals and everything and how, you know, Amer Americans don't really eat like this and just these things that are specific uh, to home, there's this whole uh, thing about chili powder, uh, chili powder uh, and uh, and uh, anchovies that they bring up as far as cooking. And there's a whole little conversation about that that I really actually appreciated and went, OK, because that is a constant. And I only want to say it depends on the race, but I, I think to an extent it does, because I think certain races may go ahead and actually 
and you could make this argument, but certain races, I believe, may actually there might be more of a penalty for not embracing your 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 heritage. I mean, you can always you can always have that stigma of selling out and becoming too American and you know forgetting your roots or where you came from, and that's a constant moving target in a battle that the film does address in a way with the grandma coming to stay with them. And she even points out that, you know, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And I went, you know, okay, that's a very interesting wrinkle. And the thing is, I, there's not an answer. There, there is not a straight answer of how much you, you know, incorporate your own culture into the culture that you're supposed to, you know, embrace uh, as well as being American. I also... <laughs> I, I love that David, and you've seen it in the trailer most likely, but David has this whole bit about, you're not a grandma. Grandma's baked cookies. Do you bake cookies? Grandma smells like Korea. <laughs> and that grandma smells like Korea line was something that made me just go, I cannot express enough how much that made me laugh. And it just, it's just, it's funny. It's really freaking funny. Um, as far as other stuff about the film, I I really enjoyed Monica and uh, Monica and Jacob's relationship as it evolves into where the characters end up. For me, it's such a brutally honest portrayal of of potential what marriage can be. How sometimes it's just not always fucking happy, and we clearly as a country. And this is something I don't think we can even remotely debate. We have romanticized marriage so much. Like it's something that everyone takes seriously. And let's be real. Not everyone does. Some people will do it just for the, you know, financial benefits. Some people just do it just to do it. I mean, once you have drive-ins where you can go ahead and get married, I feel like the sanctity is pretty much fucking gone. So for all those people, those people would go, Oh, game like the gays are ruining marriage. No, we ruined marriage way before <laughs> you can even try to make the a point that gay people did. But I digress. But the way their relationship breaks down and where it ends up, and just the conversations that they have as two people who you can tell at some point really love each other, but just the way things go with this and where the film ends up, I went, huh. Okay, that's that's interesting. I I I like the way that that this uh, that that breaks down. And there is something that occurs as far as Jacob telling Monica this very important. Like, if this doesn't occur, then this will happen. And I went, that's a really insane thing to say, but it it speaks to Jacob's decor. Uh, decoration it speaks to his desperation of how i need to make this one thing work i almost don't care about anything else in my world because i feel like a failure and that is something that you know as some sad friends i've been married and unfortunately i've gotten divorced that that is a thing sometimes people are just so laser focused on their own on their own pride on their own you know attempts to go ahead and better themselves if you have a partner, let alone one you're married to, you cannot forget about your partner. They cannot fall by the wayside. It's it's really it's really quite it's a jug it's a balancing act. It is a constant, 
constant balancing act. They also throw in something about David as a character in regards to something that's unique to him. Not not unique specifically to him, but unique to him in the story. You you'll you'll recognize it uh once you hear it. But it's something that I went, okay, I appreciate that you're adding more tension by telling me that David has this that uh, that's involved with him. The last the last I would say 15 minutes of this movie is just such a gut punch. And I mean that as a true compliment because you think the movie's going one way and then it goes, oh, but by the way, and throws this complete curveball at you that does make sense given what they set up. But you just go, well, son of a bitch. Okay, I, 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 damn, I didn't know that we were doing this, but I really appreciate that. And the last thing I'll mention because it is in the trailer, the whole scene where Monica's talking to Jacob, you know, she goes, you know, remember when we, uh, remember when we said we'd get married, that we'd go to America and save each other. It's that scene is so incredibly well done. And for me, it's probably Yuri Han's best, uh, best acting in the film. And it's near, it's more near the end. But that scene I thought was just, Oh, just absolutely just heartbreaking and poignant and beautiful and really tear inducing. I I was crying. The last shot of this film, too, is one of my favorite shots in the film in all of 2020. I I thought the last shot was just perfect masterclass. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And I will say, too, without getting too much into it. The grandma coming to stay with Jacob and Monica and the kids, it actually becomes a bigger source of tension because it reminds Monica so much of what they had to give up to go ahead and chase the American dream, which is a whole other conversation that you could really have. Um, yeah, I, I just I have so much respect and love for everyone in this movie. I know there will be those people because, uh, you know, dumb people exist who go, oh, just, you know, it's a classic one of these movies. You know, it's Oscar bait. Why does anyone love this? And I would really encourage you uh, to say I would really encourage you to say, look, maybe go see us on a five dollar movie Tuesday. Really actually go in with an open mind and see what you get out of this, because this is something that I really do believe that people can watch learn from, enjoy, and as I always say, representation will always feel like pandering until it's done more consistently. Just because you, you know, you put out Princess and the Frog doesn't mean you get to never do a black, you know, a black Disney film again. That's not how this works. Just, you know, it needs to keep being done over and over. Not just for the sake of doing it, but representation matters across the board. So anytime something like this kind of randomly pops up, it's going to probably be seen as pandering until it's more commonplace. Again, people are saying it's pandering, you're dumb. But you know how you keep people from using that argument? By making this more commonplace. And not just putting things out for the sake of putting them out, but really taking the care to go ahead and represent everyone. And this film is such a beautiful representation And a very accurate representation of the American dream that we are told is achievable for everyone. 
And at the end of this film, while I don't think the film gives you an answer, is it achievable for everyone? That's a question that you kind of, the film will kind of go, all right, you can kind of figure this out for yourself. But at the end of the day, as I get to my final thoughts here, I love all the acting, 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 good Lord, performances across the board here. I, it's really quite the perfect length. It's an hour 55. It's just under two hours. But for that runtime, it really hits in a way I went, yep, this is, this is what I wanted. This, this hits, this checks every box that I really wanted it to. For me, because I, I, oh, I did cry actually several times in this. Uh, yeah, I gotta give a fan fucking tastic. This is one of those films I would really tell people, please watch this one. I'd probably tell people to watch this one first. Because again, it's not on a streaming service, you do have to pay for it. But this is well worth the money, regardless if you're spending 20 bucks to rent it or if you're spending, you know, 10 bucks to go see in a theater. This is well worth your money. Support this movie. It deserves your time. It deserves your analysis. So honestly, if you haven't seen this, make a point to watch it. It's really something that you should watch. But I digress. But Minari. Oh, by the way, that was the last thing I was going to say. The The reason for the title as far as what it, uh, what Minari is, I really appreciated that. I, I wasn't actually aware. Like when they actually broke down basically the reason why the film is called this, I went, Oh, that's that's a pleasant surprise. Like, uh, like right on. I, I I really really enjoyed the explanation. So, as I mentioned, go support this movie. We we need more stuff like this. We we really do. And this was a really pleasant surprise. Something that I'm really happy I have watched and probably will watch again here in the next uh, week or two. But yeah, absolutely enjoyed the hell out of this. But Minari. What did you think, everyone? Uh, let us know in the comments. You can go ahead and like our both our Facebook pages at the Real. That's R E E L Pineapple, and you can like our gaming page, Real Pineapple Games, on Facebook. Don't forget to follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Amazon Music, and Tune Up, to name a few spots at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up here soon for Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which I'm actually excited to get more into that, um, as well as uh, some other stuff coming down the pipeline as well, including a full series review for BoJack Horseman, which I'm really excited to uh, get into that. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please take care of each other. Get your COVID shot, wear a mask, and please stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon.